are listening to Stream Talk Repeat. I'm your host, RJ. And on this week's episode, we are going to talk about Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, playing Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy, and the stupid, the absurd, the fast, the furious F9, the fast saga. Before we go and get started, though, I do want to apologize for not having an episode last week. I got lazy. I was tired. I did do some prep for the show, but just ended up not recording and i do apologize about that but um sometimes you just you just you know you you get tired um and it's not even getting tired of doing this i haven't been doing this for very long or this podcast it's more of just life gets you down but we're back this week so let's go ahead and get started so we're going to talk about ryan reynolds being ryan reynolds playing ryan reynolds and we're going to talk about Free Guy, which I watched on Disney+. Plus. And essentially, this movie is okay. It's not terrible. It's not great. Uh, has some enjoyable moments. Ryan Reynolds being fucking Ryan Reynolds, as always. At this point, it's getting a little old. And a little played out. But I think the reason why is because they rely on him too much instead of relying on the plot because honestly the plot is just taken from basically what i've gathered three movies essentially the biggest one being the lego movie if you've seen the lego movie you've seen free guy except for take legos out put a video game in bam done call it a fucking day it's a little more complex than that because it does have other plot points from other movies that it fucking takes from. Uh, I.e. Um, would be Tron, the original Tron, where like, you know, you have the, the, the users and then you have the programs, right? Well, essentially it is the game developer and the NPC or the world that is created uh, for this NPC. Which brings me to the third plot, which is honestly, it seems like I know this came around and actually I believe this came out. Oh, no, this actually came out before. So theoretically, the Matrix takes from Free Guy. Even though they were both in development around the same time. But what I mean by that is uh, the Matrix, specifically the newest Matrix um, with the whole game, it really, you know, takes the game developer plot point in that movie and then just makes it a lighthearted, a lighthearted version of that with like Taika Waititi as the fucking, the main bad guy. Anyways, so this video game, right, is essentially the world's biggest thing. Um, you know, kind of like Ready Player One, like it's taken over the world Except for it's in our actual timeline and, you know, it's got mixtures of Grand Theft Auto and like Fortnite and it's kind of just, oh, it's kind of cringe where like Ready Player One did like, you know, all the fucking cameos with like all the IP that WB owns just like they did kind of like in Space Jam, etc, etc. Or I'm sorry, Universal did Ready Player One. Anyways, same diff. They do this whole, like, really playing to streaming 
life. And so they literally have like Pokemane and fucking Ninja and like every other fucking goddamn like streamer that might be worth a shit. Even though the Ninja kind of thing kind of dates it because Ninja's not necessarily the biggest guy out there anymore. Uh, good for him for getting fucking work other than, you know, fucking having to stream more power to him. But it's a little bit cringe. It's a little bit cringe. Anyways. So essentially it starts off with uh, these two game developers, you know, boy and girl, um, man and woman, whatever. Uh, essentially talking about this video game, this profound video game that honestly looks like a walking simulator. And, you know, but it's supposed to change and ever evolve. And like the, the, the NPCs are supposed to be constantly growing and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, they get bought out by a bigger game developer thinking like, oh, they're going to give us the money to fund this, to really make it big. And turns out they just shelf it much like, you know, Hollywood will buy scripts and just fucking shelf them. Same concept here. Uh, one of them, the lead or I should say the real world lead in this uh, catastrophe of a movie. It's really not that bad. But so we have our main real world uh, protagonist, which would be Joe, uh, the actor Joe Curie, you know, guy from Stranger Things, the guy who plays the asshole in the first one. Then, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's, you know, got a heart of gold and yada, yada, yada. He's in it. Um, he kind of plays this very, um, what's his name? Oh man. He kind of reminds me. And, and that's the other thing about this is like a lot of these quote unquote game developers actually remind me of people that are actually in the gaming industry. So in that way it does do kind of like a good job portraying that. But anyways, he kind of reminds me of like a Jonathan Blow, the guy who did Braid, you know, very much of, uh, you know, broken down corporate guy goes out on his own, makes a game, nothing, you know, has that one hit wonder and then ends up falling right back into place playing, playing in the corporate world. And, you know, he's kind of dopey and mopey, you know, um, just, just broken down, beaten down by the system, if you will. Uh, then you have his, the, the lead lady in this, who is, uh, played by, uh, Jodie Comer. Um, basically she, she is more in line as far as like the game developer type. She's more in line with, uh, the Fez developer, um, Phil Fish fucking pretentious as all hell above everybody like you know what like you guys keep playing your fucking peasant games i was creating fucking art here kind and she's very upset that they got bought out and their game shelved and so she's looking for a way to fucking find a way to you know she has this theory that this Grand Theft Auto clone is essentially based off her game. She just can't find a way to prove it. And she needs to find a way to prove it for a lawsuit that she has against said game developer, which is ran by Taika Waititi's character, who kind of reminds me of like a, if Hideo Kojima of Middle Gear, Middle Gear Solid was a mix between him, a little bit, of 
Guillermo del Toro slash just a corporate shill, like a little bit of bling. I know that's kind of like a little blend. I know that's kind of like a contradiction in a way because, you know, both of those Hideo Kojima is like, you know, all about the art. He'll take 10 years to release a fucking game and turns out it's just like a walking simulator. Then you have Guillermo del Toro, who does a little bit of both. You know, he has his art, and then he also has his fucking, you know, let's make some motherfucking money, but actually never ends up making actual money. Then you have the corporate show aspect, which is like, oh, this is Activision, clearly, or this is, you know, Blizzard. This is some big fucking game developer that is literally looking to make money, and that is the point. So... Where does Ryan Reynolds come into this? Well, funny you ask. He's actually an NPC in this uh, video game, a non-playable character. And he's literally the same dude from Lego Guy. Like, he lives his day, day in, day out, instead of everything being fucking awesome. It's like, have a wonderful day, or some catchphrase like that. He works at a bank, blah, 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 every day. It just It's the same thing. He's part of, like, this... Uh, he's part of like this mission where it's like a bank heist thing, you know, to, you know, get points or whatever. And finally one day he decides that he's not going to do that anymore because he sees the main characters. Um, he sees, uh, whatchamacallit, Molotov girl, which is the, the character or the, the playable character that Jody Comer's, uh, uh, person that she's created for in the video game to, to discover all this thing and it kind of like breaks him and the reason why it breaks him you'll find out later on in the film but essentially he then starts learning and starts like doing stuff and then he gets and starts talking to her she thinks he's just some online weirdo that doesn't have any like points or anything or any kind of money or leveling or whatever and uh, so she's like, dude, you know what? If you're going to help me with this mission, go fucking do something. Well, the 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 fun part about this is Ryan Reynolds does level up, but he levels up by playing good. He's not killing people. He's he, he's uh, only doing good things because in this game while it incentivizes being your worst person you can still level up by doing good deeds and that's essentially what's what he does and he becomes actually kind of like a badass he's you know god mode unlimited if he just gets killed he fucking wakes up in the the next day in his fucking apartment again and rinse and repeat and turns out essentially in the real world they take notice of this person. They're trying to figure out who the fuck it is because it's unfathomable that it is actually a NPC gone wild. And so they think they're just that that person's like a hacker into the game, much like Grand Theft Auto online has like hackers, like where they'll like, you know, have a bunch of fucking money and like, they just did it in insidious ways instead of, you know, spending hours and hours on playing the fucking game. God forbid, if you don't want to, you know, spend 20 hours just to get a $500 in Grand Theft Auto. And essentially they try to boo him and all that stuff. And, you know, 
nothing seems to work and like dang this guy's a really good hacker what the fuck's going on uh joe Curie's character or you know jonathan blow whatever the fuck his name is is you know the real world basis i i feel like in my opinion um he's like what's going on like you know and then all of a sudden the free guy aka ryan reynolds becomes blue shirt guys i think is what they refer to him as is uh essentially becomes a worldwide phenomenon that's where the cringy fucking the cringy ass uh fucking ninja and pokimane and all of them fucking come into play like oh who is this character and really i will say while it is cringe that they lean into this it is a huge fucking part of like YouTube and Twitch culture, which is like lore videos about video games and theories about video games and video game personalities, whether they be streamers or just like people who, you know, comment on uh, video games for a living. It's, it's, Maybe that's why it's cringe. It's, it's just a little too close to home for me. And it's something actually content that I do consume. Not so much streaming, but like the video game lore and like the theories behind things. Like uh, some games have, you know, really rich worlds. And I think that's how they're trying to portray this game. Now, of course, this game, this, this game, I'm sorry. <laughs> this movie has a lot of plot holes. One of the biggest ones that kind of just fucking bother me is they make the fucking joke of like, oh, is that, you know, is that a gun in your pants? Are you just happy to see me? And he makes the joke of like, oh, no, that's uh, two Glocks. And my thing about that is how how is she supposed to fill this? This is just like a normal video game, guys. This isn't like Ready Player Run fucking full-on suit that fucking you know is touch sensitive and blah 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 and jerks you off or whatever like this is just literally a controller so unless it's haptic feedback of like grinding against a person and like it vibrates like that i guess could work I just, with the current state of games, like, that doesn't seem like a thing. But, hey, she's shocked when he can taste ice cream. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, either there is things tangible in this world for both the 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 user and the NPC, or there's not. Like, I don't know. I, I guess it could work. I guess, essentially, you could have... Ryan Reynolds being able to have all these senses because this is the world that he's created. He is an artificial intelligence at this point, but it still bothers me. The fact that she can tell whether or not it's his dick or a fucking gun in his pants. Um, I just, uh, I, I don't understand. Anyways, that's like not even like the biggest plot point, like the plot hole, but like that's the one that stood out to me that like really, really, really fucking bothered me because it, it that that exact scene is only there to make a dick joke. And it just really bothers me. That's the only reasons it, it's it's in there. It has no other like where like, you know, plot holes sometimes just get used because or get bypassed because it's for the sake of the story. This was just for the sake of one fucking joke and it really bothers me. 
The other big thing with this is where like Lego movie has like actual character building and blah, blah, blah. This does the, I need to keep your attention thing montage thing way too much, whether it be action scene montages or cuts to the real world about like commentating about this fucking video game, et cetera, et cetera. It, it, it does it way too much and it's constantly hitting you again and again and again and again and again and again with like just action, action, action. And there's just a lot of montages. Like, like I said, he's leveling up or he's getting killed. So like it shows the progression instead of actually just building his character out. And it's, you know, the plot essentially evolves into Molotov girls realizes that she had the proof in front of her all along that Ryan Reynolds is the proof that their game is in there for the most part because he's ever evolving, but they need something a little more tangible and essentially like through like a glitch, right there. That's what they're trying to find. They're trying to find this video of like an Island because that's like their game, right? Their game was like an Island that was supposed to ever grow and never expand and never change. And, Etc. 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 I know I should have mentioned that earlier, but you know this fucking this fucking movie doesn't do a very good good job mentioning earlier. It's like in like literally the opening scene where they're getting interviewed about like their upcoming video game, and then that's it. So you kind of forgot about the fucking island, right? Turns out the island is there in a in a glitch and you can only see it in reflections in the video game world, but the proof is there. And so then, uh, fucking the guy from stranger things, main character, he starts, you know, talking to Molotov girl again, be like, yo, you know, okay. I'm starting to believe you. Let's, Let's try to find our video game and, and take back what's ours. All under the nose of Taika Waititi, who's like this eccentric, like hyperlized version of like, you know, everything that's like fucking like really annoying about a typical millennial. A millennial trying to be hip and cool kind of thing you know with like the fucking naming convention and it, it's just oh he's annoying he's really annoying very rarely I hate to say it guys but I know a lot of people like the gentleman I myself don't find Taika Waititi very funny um He's just, he's always playing, playing, playing extreme characters. And I don't find that always entertaining. And I don't think he does it in a very intelligent way. It's the lowest common denominator of like what people think about a certain stereotype, period. And he does that in this game or does that in this fucking movie. <laughs> Another thing, you know, because uh, this was like in that transition of Fox getting bought out by fucking Disney, they got to use Marvel and Star Wars shit, like the lightsaber at the end and stuff, which was kind of cool, I guess. 
honestly, it just resolves with them trying to like stand up against like all these other MP, like all these other like bad things in the world. And he realizes he convinces the other NPCs to become somewhat sentient as well enough to where they'll want to fight for their world that's about to be destroyed because they're coming up with the sequel and they're taking down that. And the reason why they're coming out with the sequel is because Taika Waititi wanted to shelve this game because it was indeed actually based off of their, uh, their original video game. So essentially he wants to take down, destroy it. And that way everybody buys the sequel and they're trying to build this bridge to the island and then the bad guy comes up and free guy which is dude guy or whatever the fuck it is it's like the the cgi ripped version that's like really really st a stupid ai kind of showing that taiko ytd as a game developer isn't actually that fucking good at his job he just picks talent which i would argue is totally acceptable because his role as creative director isn't to fucking program like it's he's an ideas guy he's supposed to be an ideas guy he gives you an idea the fucking person who's better at programming fucking comes up with the actual product but hey corporate america is bad and this is bad this is bad for the little guy um and yeah you have a very anticlimactic uh, ending. He meets, he gets to the island and everything is good. They fucking, in the real world, uh, Taika Waititi's like taking down the surface one by one with an axe. Then they go to the last one. That last one happens to be the one that is actually having the game on there or the original code. She convinces him to just give that to him and then there, there would be no lawsuit she just wants her video game back etc etc uh and then yeah it ends up that sequel flops and their game their original game becomes a huge success now one of the things it does then turn into a love story and you think because they got the free guy ryan reynolds character uh blur blue shirt guy and molotov girl like they have like a romance in the game but obviously he is fucking just a fucking artificial intelligence you can't fall in love with him or like she has to remind himself and he reminds her and he's like listen my code was based off something and it turns out that Ryan Reynolds' character is an NPC based off of the code of a character that fucking Joe Carey's Carey. Is it Carey? I think so. Anyways, the guy from Stranger Things uh, is based off of a code that he wrote about her. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, I wrote this, you know, dude who, you know, plays into the monotony of everything, but there's that girl that just he keeps looking at that, you know, always hums this song and it always makes him smile. And he she always has this, you know, certain kind of coffee. And so Ryan Reynolds knows these things about her, but it's because of him. She realizes it at the end. And then they, you know, literally just like, oh, 
you loved me all along. I didn't know this. I didn't notice that, you know, you fucking gawking over me every chance you fucking got and catering to my every woman need that you were into me. And it took this game, this video game to make me realize that you love me. You really, really love me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, so that's the fucking that's the fucking movie. Essentially, it's you know, like I said, it's Lego Movie meets Tron meets the plot point of the Last Matrix. But you know, and Ryan Reynolds doing Ryan Ryan Reynolds thing. Um, I will say the one thing that took me for a somewhat spin is is Ryan Reynolds while in the marketing because Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds isn't I would argue isn't he isn't a main character. He is a plot device, and the main characters are the two real-world characters, with the protagonist, the the antagonist being Taika Waititi's fucking game developer dude. So that was a little bit different, but you know, I mean, yeah, because you can only do so much with Ryan Reynolds, I fucking guess, or nowadays, anyways. Like, don't get me wrong, Ryan. I love you. Just Friends is fucking hilarious. Like, you have hilarious movies, but man, you are just the same. Whether it's the guy from Blade Trinity, which is just an earlier version of Deadpool, which Deadpool is just an earlier version of Deadpool, which is just a later version of this and the Hitman's bodyguard and fucking everything else. Like, Oh, you don't need the money. I know you're quite, uh, quite well off with your investments, my friend. Maybe try something new. You, you know, you got a little bit of wiggle room. Um, cause at this point, I don't even think it's a matter of him having fun. Cause it doesn't seem like he's having fun. Like he seems to be able to, let me rephrase does seem look like he's having fun but he also lives a life and portrays a life that he can find enjoyment and fun out of other things but hey what do i know anyways guys that was free guy and that's available on disney plus go check it out if you want if you want something that you can have to pay attention to this is one of those movies, man. Like, it's like, oh, okay, what, what's going on? Oh, I'm going to go, like, you know, kind of watch it in the background and cook dinner. Oh, hey, what's going on? Oh, more, more, more just montages. G got it. Great. Cool. Really building up uh, a world here. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what's funny about this is we're about to go into this next film, Fast 9, and I just did a bunch of shit talking on Free Guy. <laughs> but it is a far superior product over the next film. Like I said, it is it is far superior over the Fast 9. But let's go ahead and jump into that.
All right, guys. Now we're going to talk about Fast 9. The Fast Saga. Fucking big old pile of fucking burning trash, if you ask me. Jesus Christ. Now, maybe I was a little hard on Free Guy, but I actually did enjoy the movie. This movie, however, took me two days to watch because I couldn't fucking stand it. Um, especially when it just fucking like jumps the shark, like absolutely completely because it's fucking fast and the furious, right? We always got to outdo ourselves now. Ah, Jesus Christ. I don't know how they're going to wrap this up with the final one, quote unquote, the final one. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about this trash heap. First of all, this is uh, where they bring Han back, right? That's one of the big thing, the big one of the bigger selling points, and the other selling points in this movie via the trailer were, oh, John Cena is the new Dom's brother that nobody ever knew about, nobody ever fucking talks about for the last fucking twenty years that we've been doing this movie franchise, and not once was ever fucking mentioned. That brother. <laughs> um, Jesus fucking Christ, man. I don't even know where to fucking begin with this one. Probably because I didn't take as in-depth notes because I was just... My heart wasn't in it, guys. And so, therefore, my mind wasn't. However, um, it starts with a flashback of Dom and how his father died. And his brother and blah, blah, blah. That's when you find out he has his brother, right? Okay. So with that, one, the actors that they got to play, I mean, what you going to do? Like you're doing a, you're doing a thing. I think this takes place literally in 1989. So it's only a 10-year difference and... Well, that 10-year difference did uh, did quite a change for fucking Vin Diesel. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, one of the things I do like with... Uh, and also, I should I should let you know up front. The, the fucking, I want to say, 20% of this movie is in flashbacks. If not, even more. But about 20%. Tw uh, yeah, 20%. And one of the things that I do like is some of the things that they do one kind of ties up the first film or you know kind of leads into that uh in multiple ways the, the the large one is um in the very first fast and the furious you know when brian is you know still a, a undercover fbi agent or whatever or cop um, one of the things, you know, when they're pulling up, like, you know, Dom Toretto's fucking file, they're talking about, oh, yeah, he did a stint in state prison for beating the shit out of a guy with a fucking, uh, a fucking wrench. Well, they actually go through and actually tell that story. Essentially, what happens is they're on a racing track and their dad's racing and he ends up getting sideswiped by this other dude, then causing his fucking entire car to like explode and go up in flames. And so the guy who did that, you know, was out back uh, just like talking and essentially John Cena's character or the 
is uh, about to beat the shit out of him. Dom steps in, and then he makes a rice Young Dom steps in. The dude makes a wisecrack, and he grabs a fucking, like I said, a wrench and beats the shit out of him. That's that's that story actually being told on screen for the first time ever. While he's in prison, you find that he actually fucking goes and meets uh, the twin or the the brothers. Um, I forget their names because they're part of the fucking ensemble that nobody ever fucking gives a flying fuck about. And they basically make him come to the realization that John Cena's character actually cut the, the line too close and car things happens. And, and, and if like, you know, gas hits that or, or flame hits that, it goes kablooey and ends up that's what happens. And so when he gets out, he basically fucking knows about it. Therefore he, you know, challenges, uh, uh, his brother race, but it's not for pink slips. It's to get the fuck out of Dodge. Like, I'm going to let you live your life, but if I win this race, you get the fuck out of here. And, you know, this this whole thing, by the way, John Cena, you know, the reason why he's a bad guy is because he has a chip on his shoulder because he was always the second best and everybody loved the Golden Child, Dom, blah, 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 blah. Every fucking trope, by the way, that you can fucking think of for a shitty action movie and a fucking person's motivation to fucking be who they are in this film is the exact fucking reason of why they are this film um and that's just a fucking common thing you have the ridiculousness of family except for you because you're my brother but you killed my dad so you're not family <sighs> man this fucking movie sucks dick like this movie is so fucking bad anyway um what i loved about that is also uh, with the, the Fast and the Furious, like you see younger versions of the entire crew, the original crew, right? The one with like, uh, the fuck his name was, but the guy that never liked Brian and like, you know, fucking was always trying to pick a fight with somebody, the hothead that ends up betraying them in like movie six or seven or some shit. Um, that guy, he, um, he, they really nail, nail his character, whoever, you know, they casted him. He doesn't have any lines, but like, because of how he is dressed and because they nailed the hair, like, you know, that's fucking him. Like, you know, it's that guy. Um, jump forward to like what's going on in modern times. Mr. Nobody crash lands and he sends out a message to the original crew to like, hey, come help me. Come find me. I need you to fucking, you know, take advantage of, you know, I need you to, to, to fucking fix this shit, blah, 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 blah. Um, so they get there and they're trying to uncover what's there. It turns out it's, uh, like this, you know, fucking huge weapon that like basically can, it can fucking like adapt to any kind of system and hack it essentially and take control. It's called like project Ares or something. It's a little globe thing. Or half of a globe thing that, like, you know, is uh, nice and colorful. But the other cargo that they don't know because uh, John Cena's character beats them to the punch uh, is uh, one of the prisoners is uh, Charlize Theron's character. You know, the hacker, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Man, if you haven't seen, like, the first fucking, what is it? 10 movie, no, nine movies, 
because technically you do i feel like you do need to see uh tokyo drift which isn't an actual numbered so if you haven't seen the first the, the the previous uh nine movies um you're probably at a loss for what the fuck i'm talking about um and it's actually like something uh, we're going on a tangent here real quick but it is something that i i want to do really really bad is do a breakdown of this series because it just is so we're at this point where it's so fucking absurd oh my god (sighs) yeah anyways so then again you know fucking they run into john cena's character and he ends up getting the other half of the globe and then they're like oh yeah that was jacob and everyone else like little chris and tyrese are like who the fuck's jacob Oh, Jacob's Dom's brother. What? You have a brother? Nobody fucking... We've known you fucking most of our lives and you're just now telling me that you have a fucking brother? Are you shitting me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't talk about him. Oh, my God. Like, that's so... Just That's just so... Oh, This is a plot. Guys, guys. This is a plot to bring in another star because they lost the rock. And you cannot convince me fucking otherwise. Because of the beef between fucking uh, Vin Diesel and the rock. Like, this is the plot point that was fucking... This is the plot that was written. And it's because... Hate to break it to you, Vin. I really, really do... But your movies didn't actually fucking matter until you brought The Rock on the first time. So I get that you're trying to do that again. But honestly, this this movie just shows that like you fucking need The Rock for this franchise to be somewhat successful. And you're not that big of a star, Mr. Vin Diesel. And you know it to the point of where you're a producer. So then as a producer, you're putting your producer hat on thinking, what the fuck can we do? You know what? Let's get John Cena. How are we going to incorporate him? He's just going to be another generic bad guy? No, no, no. He can't just be a, uh, just a fucking normal antagonist. He got to be my brother. My younger brother. From the same mother, apparently. Whatever. <sighs> Anyways. So more action scenes happen. There's this cool, you know, driving scene with this big old fucking... Blah blah blah. Um, with this uh, fucking Tyrese makes a joke. He's driving the fucking tank. You got Ludacris in a jeep, and you got fucking Vin in some kind of like I don't know my fucking cars, but it was like a Charger or some fucking Dodge Dodge vehicle. So a Charger or a Challenger, one or the other. It fucking doesn't matter to me. Um. Doing this chase, trying to chase down fucking John Cena, who's in a Mustang. And, you know, then like crazy shit, you know, John Cena flies off and like fucking gets picked up by a fucking badass plane that has like a magnet attached. And oh my God, now we're talking about fucking magnets. Holy shit balls. This fucking movie uses magnets and Every fucking action scene in this film. 
Oh, sweet baby Jesus, they use magnets for everything. Like these super fucking magnets that can attract and fucking, um, whatchamacallit, like, you know, you can f reverse the polarity, like, to either, like, you know, fucking magnetize it or send it flying, like, you know, fucking like a cannon gun or some shit. Jesus Christ, they use it a lot in this movie. Anyways, turns out John Cena used to be a spy shit, and then he went rogue, and he fell, you know, in partners with a, you know, fucking some dictatorship, like, South, South American, like, comp like, like, country that, you know, son, who has all this money to throw in shin, so basically they want to take over the world with this Project Ares, and blah 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 and this uh son has a complex because you know his daddy runs the world and he wants to run the world because he's got big dick too he got big dick too yes he does and then you know Charlize Theron obviously points out because she's captured by John Cena and the little dick dude um and basically he's like She's like, oh, yeah, you got a chip on your shoulder because, you know, you're a fucking brother. And the fact that you're bringing him in, it's going to make it end poorly for you and blah, 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 blah. <sighs> and then, like, she pokes on fun at the, the, the little dick dictator uh, boy. Little dick. We're going to call him little dick. Short for dictator, of course, not that the fact that he has a small penis and is overcompensating. No, he's little dick because he's a little dictator. Anyways, Dom fucking finds out that, you know, where, where fucking John Cena is by using the biometrics of his gun because, like, he has a gun that can only be fired by him because this is, you know, Judge Dredd or some shit. And goes to this, like, place in London... And that's where the majority of this film now takes place um, going forward. And essentially, you know, gets uh, arrested by these, you know, cops because like the little dick guy, you know, basically says, oh, you're on uh, uh, embassy grounds uh, trespassing. So we're going to arrest you. Turns out the people that fucking arrest them are a bunch of fucking females that get dom out of there but they're just they think that they're just cops and the main person's fucking cardi b because okay <laughs> and jesus christ that was a fucking horrible cameo mm, probably worse than than the free guy cameos at least it fucking made sense you know to have fucking streamers talking about a fucking video game Hers just is fucking just out of place. I think she was in the last one, too. I can't fucking remember. Uh, these fucking movies are just fucking... They all meld into one fucking pile of shit. Anywho. Um, yeah. So then they got to find the other piece of Aries, the other half of the globe, and they got to find the key. So then somehow that leads them to think, oh, it's partly in Japan. So they send Mia... And Michelle Rodriguez's character to fucking Japan because they think it's related to Han. At the time, they're thinking, oh, RIP, we're going to go look up, like, maybe Han had a contact or something. 
Then there's this whole action scene, and it turns out Han never actually fucking died. He was alive. Mr. Nobody portrayed his death using Jason Statham as the person to fucking get rid of him, essentially, and um, uh, hide his, uh, his, 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 hide him, you know, faked his death because he's actually the guardian of the key, which the key is actually the human being. And the reason of this girl, that's like, you know, very, uh, firefly, uh, summer, whatever the fucker names character in firefly. Um, and so she does like badass, like, you know, fucking kicking, kicking ass and fucking dang names kind of shit. Anyways, turns out she's the key. And the reason, because again, fucking each side of the, the, the glowing fucking green globe that is a supercomputer of some sort, and it takes over things by glowing, <laughs> uh, when you combine them together and you put her hands on it kind of thing, uh, you need the DNA from, DNA essentially from her mom and from her dad to fucking make this thing fucking work. So now then John Cena's got to go find fucking... Uh, uh, you know, is also trying to find this. Well, it turns out because he was, and I thought I forgot to mention this. Uh, it was like supposed to be like a like a fucking twist, but turns out the rogue agent for Mister Nobody was John Cena's character, and so he knew what base Dom and fucking which uh and the crew were working at. <sighs> and uh, they get they get Han and they get the girl and they get the other half of Ares and now they're going to launch a satellite into fucking space because they need the satellite to pick it back off of other slides satellites using fucking the, the Ares glowing green thing. So then, you know, you have this whole scene again with fucking magnets. They have the magnet thing set up. Ludacris turns it on. All the bad guys' guns. This is after John Cena walks away and does the whole character, the whole typical villain. Get rid of them. And walks away and trusts his lackeys to fucking do the job, right? Anyways, turns on the magnet. All the guns get thrown. But more importantly, all the flash uh, bang grenades. Uh, pins get pulled out. Why the whole fucking grenade didn't get pulled i guess maybe they're made out of a different material or whatever anyway so it allows them to flee and they actually have a fucking pretty good head start and they're going through like this old missile silo based place and you know but but of course but of course darling because you don't have the rock to fucking kick some ass, Vin Diesel's got to have his fucking moment to shine, his sacrifice. Oh, by the way, he has a son in Little Bean that plays into this. Um, but basically, you know, even though they're, they got a good maybe five, ten minute lead on these fucking dudes, he insists he has to stay behind and take on like literally 15 dudes at one time and manages to do it by fucking breaking crumbling infrastructure by pulling on a chain with his bare fucking muscles because i'm a superhero hopefully i didn't blow out the mic too much but anyways so he takes out dudes and left and right michelle rodriguez He's like no i can't leave him it's like the locked door situation i can't leave him oh god i love you you wouldn't have the child you know with another person and, and stuff being with me but i love you 
anyways, he sacrifices himself by crumbling the fucking little fucking like bridge that he's on and they fucking fall into the water at the bottom of the fucking missile silo and he has like this fucking like family like he realizes oh you know John Cena wasn't a bad guy after all turns out like John Cena mentioned previously in that scene before that I failed to mention sorry ranting but basically he's like oh I only did this to help dad throw the race because he was in crumbling debt and then he has flashbacks that like actually make sense that like oh he was in crumbling debt he just never told me about it and he knew I was too good of heart because family and we would have figured it out family that you know uh, he couldn't ask uh, Dom to fucking you know cut the line uh, but he could ask his fucking less successful little brother to fucking do it um, because his little brother would fucking understand and not Dom. And then, you know, Michelle Rodriguez's character saves him and he fucking wakes up and like, then, you know, they all fucking meet up again. And like, what the fuck are we going to do? You know, like, they're like, this is a two part thing. Like one, we have to capture the Aries green glove that stays on earth. And two, we have to destroy the satellite before it gets up into space but realistically we can't destroy the satellite before it gets up into space because it's in a foreign country and foreign country that's happened to run by little dick's uh big daddy big dick if you will little dick and big dick and so oh what are we gonna do well we gotta go get hardware because fuck man we need hardware all right i'm gonna send you to go guns get guns uh luda tyrese I need you to go meet up some guys who can get us some, you know, fun stuff. And it turns out the people he runs into are Lil Bow Wow and the fucking lead from Tokyo Drift. Who is looking rough? It's looking rough. He's looking rough. Anyways, they're they're working on doing like basically attaching a rocket to a fucking like hoopty, essentially. And you can see where this is going, right? Yeah, 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 you're right. You're you're fucking right. They decide that they're going to fucking launch fucking that fucking hoopty with a rocket attached to it into outer space. This is where we have come. This is the culmination of fucking now 10 films. We got to go to fucking outer space. Sweet baby Jesus. We're going to fucking outer space, y'all. Low orbit, but still outer space. I don't know. The whole fucking bullshit. And they do, they pull like a fucking virgin uh, galactic thing where like they launch off of a fucking plane, right? Okay, first of all, where in the fucking world, from my recollection, did Lil Bow Wow and the fucking kid, the lead kid, have any inkling or want or or aspiration to fucking get into fucking aviation and 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 space travel in germany of all places well by the way they're in germany they're not in japan still obviously they're grown-ass adults but they shouldn't be grown-ass adults if you think about the timeline but we'll get into that later (sighs) sweet baby jesus Sweet baby Jesus, this fucking movie. So, you know, you can't send uh, the girl with the the fucking British accent 
the, the computer head to space because that would fucking make sense. Somebody who's like really fucking good at math, but apparently Luda is too. So like, you know, so Luda, and Chris, Luda, Chris and fucking Tyrese get to go to space. They get to go to space in fucking 20,000 leagues under the sea fucking spacesuits. Literally like they're fucking diving suits in this fucking hooty that gets launched into space. And it's literally held together by duct tape. And it gets launched into space. And there's not a fucking problem with that. To take out this satellite. Oh my god. Fuck me running. Fuck me running. Fuck me sideways. Fuck me anyways. Jesus Christ. So they get to space and they're trying to take it out with magnets. Because of course they are. They're trying to de... Take it out with fucking magnets. Um, that ends up not working. And they're like, I don't know what to fucking do. I don't know what to fucking do. And then on the ground, you have the whole crew trying to take over because, you know, it makes sense that, well, we can't be stuck in one space while we're trying to launch this fucking whole thing. You know, we got to, we got to, you know, uh, we got to, you know, be on the go. Like, we got to be going through the sea because we can't be stuck in one place. So we're going to have this fucking huge military-esque vehicle. Like, this thing fucking looks like a fucking, like, hyper-militized version of, like, the fucking RV from Jurassic Park 2. Um, going through the, the city of London with no fucking problem whatsoever. Like nobody's going to fucking question that while it's being escorted with a fucking convoy of fucking armed men. Right? Like nobody, nobody's going to fucking question that. And so then the crew has to take them out. They all have magnets in their cars. Cause of course they do because they need the magnets to fucking launch and and, 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 and attach themselves to other vehicles and send them flying by reversing the polarity or whatever bullshit. Anyways, and they're trying to do it. They're in, they're starting to upload. Meanwhile, in space, Tyrese and Lucas are like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? That magnet thing didn't fucking work. We shouldn't have thought about that. We're fucking stupid. Yeah, stupid enough to go fucking launch yourself into space with a hoopty and a rocket attached to it. They decide that they're going to go ahead and just fucking ram it and destroy it that way. So while they're working on, you know, getting ready for that back on Earth, turns out little Dick was like, dude, I had this conversation with Charlize Theron's character and like she, excuse me, she, you know, gave me a complex about my daddy calling me Yoda, but not because he's a powerful Jedi, because he's a puppet with a hand up his ass or whatever. <laughs> so he makes a deal with her fucking over John Cena because, of course, John Cena's got to be a good guy, right? He's got to come around because family. And <laughs> oh, my God, this movie. And so they, you know... Essentially, uh, somehow John Cena ends up on the roof fighting uh, the one of the like mid boss villains or whatever <laughs> uh, that has like one scene where they print out about like oh yeah he's a big big dude and he's got good teeth because uh, uh, little Dick pays really good insurance has really good insurance for his people <laughs> whatever the joke that they make so they're fighting he gets launched off mia fucking you know manages to come in with her little vehicle and save um uh 
and save uh, John Cena's character. Oh, I forgot to tell you, they also save Han and the fucking the 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 fucking chick, the key or whatever. And you know, Vin's like, you know, you family, and John Cena's like, I know I'm family, and they look at each other and like they get in the cars and they start fucking driving and try and take out this fucking unstoppable thing, this unstoppable fucking thing. Their magnets don't work. Fucking guns don't work. So they keep just throwing shit at it and blah, blah, blah. And they finally get in there and then Vin Diesel takes control and they're driving it. Now they're somewhere like in like near the ocean kind of thing or like out of the main city of London at this point, fucking going everywhere or whatever. And, um, Essentially, then at that point, it goes back up to space. They crash the link literally right down to the last second of it's supposed to link up. They crash their fucking hoopty into the satellite and like, oh, well, we stuck up here. Of course, they don't die, but we'll get to that here in a second. Um, Then Charlie's Theron's in the fighter jet that like the drone that fucking picks up the thing. Well, you don't know it's a drone. You find out it's a drone because basically what happens is this big ass drone fucking crashes into that fucking, you know, Jurassic Park RV thing that I was mentioning earlier. And she's like, fuck right before it happens. And then like it goes like a positive like, oh, you think Charlie's Theron's dead? No, it turns out she was just in a virtual cockpit because it was a drone and she gets out and walks away. Anyways, point is they stop the world from not fucking ending because that's what they do now. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention the only reason we Dom got like introduced to Mr. Nobody is because John Cena was like, oh, you think they fucking brought you along because because, uh, you know, fucking you're just some random dude like who's the shit? No, they brought you along because they fucking knew about you because of me. That's another plot point that fucking gets fucking thrown out there with one line that's pretty much the end of the movie john cena and dom hug and make up because family and he's like you know because it's like i said there's a lot more flashbacks to this than i'm fucking leading on to but you know to to really you know talk about you know brian he's like you know uh, Vin's like, you know, one time somebody gave me a 10 second card for a second redemption and it changed my life. I'm doing the same thing for you, John Cena. And gives him the fucking muscle car. I don't know what kind of fucking car it is. I don't really give a shit. Like, yeah. And that's the movie. Oh, and it ends with, uh, fucking them having another fucking barbecue and blah 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 rebuilding the house that they're at that got exploded in like the one episode or whatever and blah 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 episode I mean movie yep that's the movie guys things that I've noticed as this is time like they really stopped like doing exotic cars um and I've noticed like most of them are just Mustangs and Dodge vehicles of some sort with like, you know, road cages and shit. And, um, 
And I just think, like, I think it's funny because I think these movies have such a big budget that, of course, Ford and fucking Dodge and and and, and fucking all of them are going to, um, and Chevy are going to just throw money at them to fucking sell their, you know, $20,000, $30,000, probably like $40,000 now because of inflation, uh, fucking, you know, sports cars. It's a little lackluster, but I get it, budget. Um, the other thing that really, really bothers me is this fucking timeline. Oh, my God. So, for those of you who don't know, Han is a character that gets introduced into Tokyo Drift. He's like the mentor type. He dies in a fucking car crash. Like, he dies in a car crash while racing or some shit while drifting I'm sorry he dies in a fucking car crash and in fucking movie number seven or eight or something like that you you find out that it wasn't because he just like you know died in the race like no uh John, Stan, uh, John Stamos. I think I said Stamos earlier too. Fucking Christ, it's been a long weekend. Uh, Jason Statham, John Stamos. Oh my God, I'm gonna fucking somebody. Steve's gonna fucking point that out and just fucking. I think I said that earlier. Anyways, Jason Statham, his character is the one that ends up killing Con, uh, 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 killing Han, and he does it out of revenge because Vin kills his little brother. Now. That means in this timeline, because of that movie, that Tokyo Drift actually takes place like in like 2010. Let that sink in. Tokyo Drift takes place. In like 2010. Actually later than that I believe. But I'm just using it as a ballpark. Because I didn't do my research. To get the exact dates of what movie came out when. But. This movie that like. Clearly if you go and watch it. Has technology of the time. It takes place in then. Which then means. It has only been four or five years since Lil Bow Wow and those characters were, were fucking in high school. Like, oh. And now they look like fucking middle-aged men because they're fucking middle-aged men for fuck's sakes. You went, <laughs> you went from being a fucking, a child in high school to a middle-aged man in like five, six years. Just don't fucking add up. Done add up. Anyways, guys, that was my thoughts on Fast 9. It's on HBO Max. Go ahead and check it out if you want, 
Bart. Got a little Kermit on you there for you. If you haven't seen like all the other ones, don't watch this one. If you haven't seen, or if you're like thinking like, oh, I haven't seen Hobbs of Shaw, and I haven't and I haven't seen this one. What should I watch? Fucking watch Hobbs and Shaw. Like, it's a fucking it's a more enjoyable movie with you know Jason Statham and The Rock doing their Jason Statham and The Rock kind of thing, and Idris Elba in that fucking. In that movie is oh a fucking another stereotypical bad guy, but fucking is does it well. And that has been this week's episode of Stream Talk Repeat. I'm glad to be back. I know everybody missed me thoroughly, and so had to come back for you guys. Um, but yeah, thanks again for watching. Be sure to join the Facebook group stream talk repeat the podcast follow us on instagram and if you're into like music making stuff be sure to check me out on teletalks on youtube i have some new content up there about like you know writing the theme for this uh this uh episode and just making music in general um yeah thanks again guys and uh we'll see you next week